When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Matt. Hey, this is Joe. Hey, this is Mark. From Reigns. And you're listening to Tobin Tonight. I want to welcome you guys, number one, to the podcast, Tobin Tonight. Uh, I am here in Canada. I know you guys have all different backgrounds, one from UK, two from the States. Uh, we'll get into a little bit about the story there, but this is this is the hard hitting question I want to start off with. Dunkaroos. Love Do you know them. what Dunkaroos are? <laughs> Absolutely, I love Dunkaroos. I've never yeah. had them. Is I it like sucks. hang on? Is it like a, a little breadstick you dunk in? Oh no, it's not. What is it? It's like so. It's like a cookie that has like a rainbow kind of um, cream to it. Like think of it like a like a a cake almost. The icing is like cake icing, and it's like a stick, like a I don't know, like a cracker. I grew up on these, and then I found that they were in our our Sobies, and I was like, "Yes, immediately buying these." <laughs> I like and then, the chocolate uh, Dunkaroos. Chocolate ones are good as well. I yeah. I I had these hidden in my room because I knew my niece and nephew would like them, and we just dropped her off to um, dance, and she was like, uh, "Brian," and I was like, "Yeah, Mal." She was like, "Where'd you get the Dunkaroos to?" I was like. Fuck. <laughs> I was like, didn't hide them well enough. And then I told her, and then I was like, you could have taken, like, in my mind, because we're already left the house. She's, we're not going back. I was like, oh, Molly, you could have taken one. But if she had to take one, I would have been like, you brat. <laughs> you bring that back. Have you guys, like, have different, uh, have you guys been to Canada at all? Yeah. Uh, well, you haven't been, have you? I've been, been? I've been to Montreal Airport. That's his. Okay. <laughs> in Canada, so, so no. I could tell you're from, I mean, I knew already, but I could tell once you started talking, you are a true Canadian. Yes. Is it the accent? Just, just, there's a few little inflections. Like when you say like out and stuff, there's a bit more yeah. of a out, you know? That, that's um, fair. I'm, I mean, him and I are from North Dakota. He doesn't count because he doesn't really have an accent. But <laughs> when I'm home, my accent really starts flying. So there's pockets in Canada where it's different accents. Like I'm from Newfoundland. So oh. it's the, the Irish kind of comes out every now and again. Oh, cool. uh, I, I remember having a roommate from BC. So it's the other part of Canada completely. And she told me, I'm not picking up on your accent at all. I was like, give it time. My mom <laughs> called like two days after I moved in. And she was just like, Brian, like your life's a mess. What are you doing in university? Wow. And then, and then I was, and then the walls are like paper thin. So I was like, "Butter, I'm trying my best up here to do what I'm doing. Like you gotta leave me alone." And then immediately, girl comes out from the room. Now I know you're from Newfoundland. I got the accent. And I'm like, yes, it comes out when I'm mad. <laughs> wow, that was yeah. seamless. Yeah, that was yeah. Great. yeah. Holy yeah. shit! You, when if you get me in a game of Mario Kart and I'm losing bad, that's when it comes out. <laughs> It'll just be like, it goes from like, hey, Bradley, want to jump on Mario Kart? He's like, absolutely. I'll be like, oh, I'm in first place. This is great. Next minute, motherfucker, what are you doing? What are you fucking doing? <laughs> it goes off to you. But that's enough about me. I want to start with you guys. Tell me a little bit about how you formed this band. I know you have mentioned it, but two of you are from North Dakota. Now, judging a little bit of the bio, 
I think you have probably a more interesting story than this guy just thought I was really cool and he was like, yeah, I want to hang out with you because that sounds okay. super, that sounds lame to me, man. If I went up to someone in university and said, hey, you look cool, they'd be like, get the fuck out of here, dweeb. <laughs> okay. He had been living in like LA and then Phoenix and he decided he wanted to go back to college. So he transferred to a university in our home state of North Dakota. And I saw this dude who looked dope. And I'm like, I'm a pretty outgoing guy. And I was like, I got to inter- introduce myself. Like I just had to, we just had this vibe that drew me towards him, which not a lot of people, I guess, did. And I yeah. went up to him and I'm pretty sure I talked in a Matthew McConaughey accent, which yep, at true. the time I thought it'd be charming. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and flash forward, that, that was the initial like contact that we had. We didn't really hang out until a few years later, a couple years later. And Something was bringing us together. I don't know what that was, but it was bringing us together. And we started doing some music together. I guess you could say jamming, even though we both did not like to jam. I was not the jamming type. You weren't either. I'm not, yeah. Matt had been writing songs for, at that time, about 13 years. This was in the end of, this was like end of 2015, beginning of 2016. And we started going out to L.A. and kind of getting on the scene in that way and we wanted to really take this music project further and we didn't have a beautiful handsome lead singer yet and we both can sing but not like you need to and take it from here yeah well so yeah that that's is exactly what happened and to be honest bro i was like when joe came up and introduced himself i was a little bit like who, who is this person? Like, what's, why are you doing this? Um, but yeah, uh, like Joe said, yeah, we started, um, you know, playing together, uh, and then yeah, needed a, needed a singer, uh, who was better than, than Joe and myself. So this is the, the weirdest part of the story is just that we were like, he's looking for a na- needle in a haystack, right? Cause like, we had no idea if the person we wanted even like existed, but after, what was it, Joe, like a month yeah. or so looking through like Instagram, Craigslist ads, just like, you know, band, musician pages and all this stuff. I actually came across, I scrolled across a video of Mark playing like a, a cover that was, it was like on some vocal feature page. I showed Joe right away and I was like, this guy is perfect. Like he's ideal for, you know, what we want, but he was in England. So I was trying not to get my hopes up, but I messaged Mark and I, you know, kind of explained the situation and he got back to me right away and was like, yeah, I'm interested. Wow. But I actually was like, well, I, you double texted me because I didn't respond. I did. Yeah. So I, my side of the story is I'm over in, in the UK doing music on my own. And I'm from uh, the northeast of England, a place called Durham. Okay. I was, I was studying at the time, but I've, I've, you know, always, always did music my entire, well, most of my adult life, at least. And then I was just playing shows all across the country, just playing in bars and pubs and, you know, doing the whole solo singer conquest. And then I always wanted to be in a band, but that opportunity never really presented itself for one reason or another. And then I was posting stuff on my own social media as every budding singer does. And then, yeah, I suppose one of my videos had been featured on this vocal feature page and the guys stumbled across it, which is still... Every time we, we tell someone this story, it still amazes me and us that that even happened in the first place. You know, what are the chances? And then for it to work out is even slimmer. So 
they literally matt matt texted me and i was really keen i was like yeah this sounds great probably naively keen i was like this could be literally anyone trying to get me on a plane to america but <laughs> <laughs> but no i was i was really excited and then so excited that i actually yeah matt ignored my first message so i sent him another video that i had done and was like hey still Still here, still, here. <laughs> um, still interested, and then Matt finally responded, and then we we jumped on a phone call. We all just kind of chatted for a while about primarily what you guys had already done and what you know what was happening around the band already. And I got even more excited, and I think that put any fears of this being a waste of time to one side quite quickly. It was like, okay, you know, they got at the time a publishing deal on the table, and they're talking to this person, and they're doing this, and they have all these songs already. So it was it felt like a real opportunity at that point. And then I literally within about 10 days of that first intro, these guys booked me on a plane to LA and that was it. I like the story, but I'm also interested because obviously you pick up on the accent, but it'd be funny if they were like, yeah, this guy's from Durham, Ontario. That's like, that's just up the hop. He'll be here here in no time. And then you like, they text you like, you're like, well, uh, are, you, are, you, are you on your way? Are you on your way? What's on the go? And then they'd be like, I'm from the UK, and then be like, Oh, oh, sorry, we didn't mean to bother oh. you. Like that's <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Yeah, this is something that I, I've personally never publicly said about this story, but it's true. I can't wait. And I was so over looking for this dang lead singer that once we found him, and I was like, Okay, he's got a great voice. All oh, I just hope he's tall, and yes. I hope that he's cool and. It turns out Mark is both. This dude's <laughs> got legs like a tall glass of milk. <laughs> I mean, are, are you sorry, saying that? I asked him on the phone, how yeah, tall okay. are you? He's actually, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, he and did. And he was like, I don't know, six four. And I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just curious. Like, if you're saying that if he was in North Dakota, you'd you'd be walking up to him and being like, hey, man, you seem cool. Mark? Yeah, I would. That is that is how Joe operates. So that does that does make sense. And I probably would have received it better than Matt probably did. I mean, yeah. I was I was cool. I was I was nice, but I was just like, I don't he was, know. He was like, doing defons. He don't want to pretend like, hey man, like you know, that's nice of you to come up to me. He was just kind of like, hey, like this is what it is. No, I I, try, I do the same thing. When I was twenty odd years old and walking up to people in like a Ontario. Now I know it's not the same, but I'd be like, hey, I'm Tobin. I'm from Newfoundland. And Newfoundland, they're like, oh, you guys are super friendly. Instant friendship. But then as soon as I was like, open my mouth a little bit more, I'm like, what are you at? They're like, all right, I don't understand what the fuck he's talking about. He got to go. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. But I, I read, and you can tell me if this is true, Matt, but kind of like me in a similar sense, I went to university. I was getting ready to do some courses. But I was mostly trying to skip class and do my own thing. Was that kind of what you were doing? Like, you know? Yeah, I really was. Yeah. So I, a funny story is that it was my second like attempt at college. Cause I tried to, I went to orientation for one uh, university in my hometown and they started, okay. talking, I was accepted. I was like ready to go. And they started talking about like the parking passes and all this like paperwork stuff. And I left and I was like, I'm not going to college. So, <laughs> so after that, because like I just I wanted to do music and that was like that's too much that's not what I want to deal with. I was in LA for a bit, you know, I had like 20 bucks the entire time. Um but I went back to yeah to North Dakota and you know, had a, had a I mean I I graduated and my grades were fine or whatever, but I was I was usually skipping class and like just, you know, holding up in my in my dorm room writing songs and learning how to play <clears throat> weird instruments so I like those stories. I want to ask you a little bit about a deep diver uh, into this, but 
when you came from the UK, tell me yeah. that because I know it sounds great. It sounds like this thing that you were ready to go, you're up and running. But like, do you tell people? Do you just leave without telling people? Or like, because I'm, I believe someone has to convince you, like, hey, those guys over there in North Dakota, it's a fraud, man. It's a fraud. <laughs> yeah, well, that and that was definitely, I think, my parents' first response. So, like, have you spoken to these two guys? And I was like, yes, yeah. I have. And, but I, I am so lucky that I have such an amazing group of friends and family members around me that everyone has, for the most part, my entire life been so supportive in in what I've done in anything, but in, in music in particular. So, I think when I was excited about the opportunity, and I sort of mentioned that I'd spoken to the boys and I felt comfortable going over there and stuff that everyone else was like, you got to go do it. You have to go do it. And I did bring some backup just in case I brought two of my friends over from the UK as well, <laughs> just in case anything went a bit South quickly, but that it, everyone made friends very quickly. But yeah, it was, it sounds like it would have been a hard thing to decide on, but you know, I was studying anthropology at a university and uh, Look, I enjoyed it. It was interesting to a degree, but I've always wanted to do music. And this just felt like one of those opportunities that just literally fell from the sky. And I would have been so stupid had I not taken it. And look, being from the UK and being in a band with two guys in the US, a lot of paperwork, as you can imagine. But, you know, we've we've managed to navigate that recently, which has been great. And um, it's part of the story. And, you know, I think it's made us be able to play shows in the UK primarily. And, you know, these guys have traveled and we've been all over the place. So whilst it's been difficult not being together all the time and COVID obviously happened, so that was like two years apart, which really sucks. It's all been worth it. And I wouldn't have done it any other way. I like that you say like on this, obviously, because like people will see that it sucked, but I'm sure there's a part of you that was just like, yes, <laughs> I get to, get to leave. And they're probably like, yes, we get to do things like, you know, the music side hurt, but then there's a personal side where it's just like, guess what? Now we can walk him because he's no longer here. And then when you go back home, you're like, oh, this is how I, I get, talk over there. I get mocked all the time when I'm in the room. Don't you worry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. I want to ask you, because of course, going into COVID and like you, know, you said about the two years apart, like I know speaking to other bands and other acts, like it's a hard time because there are people trying to do Instagram live. There's the dilemma of like, okay, we're kind of in a pandemic. It's not always about me, but it's like, well, how are you making money? Like, how are you going to keep the band going? Some people go on hiatus. Like, tell me that whole mindset because, you know, he's gone. You two are still trying to figure out your end of the deal here so like how did you make it work because i believe you did do kind of an ep where you just kind of sample like all during different parts of the world sampled together but 
was there a point in time where you sat there and like, fuck, like, what are we doing? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I think the the first answer is just like, yeah, because we know a lot of artists and bands too, um, who, you know, sort of like didn't make it through the pandemic, right? Like they they broke up or they kind of, you know, reevaluated and, and went a different direction. But for us, like, there was never a question of like, is this going to continue? You know, we were just like, we have to kind of weather this particular storm. And obviously no one, you know, knows, knew how it was going to end or like how long it was going to take. But yeah, it was like, it was almost two years that we uh, didn't see Mark. And, and the issue with that too is like, he was in a different country and like literally not allowed to come. Whereas like I saw Joe, I mean, a couple of times, not very many, but a couple of times during the pandemic. And then, so that was good. And we were able to like record stuff, but yeah, there was no, we just, we couldn't be with, you know, all together. You know, we, we thought at the sort of, I guess, near the beginning, we were like, you know, we can do something with this still, like, even though, you know, no one, like, we can't really make any money. We can't play shows, whatever else, but you know, we have time, like every, that's the thing, everyone had time. And so we were like, why don't we just try and like, release something, you know, like, what are we going to do, if not that really, because, you know, there was no, there was no other like source of income. And we weren't didn't have any other like plans, I guess. So we, we were just kind of sitting in our studios, sending files back and forth for several months. And, and yeah, that was our, our big pandemic project, I guess. But it's interesting you say about it's not all about me because we did have that dilemma, you know, yeah. before we kind of embarked on that EP, we're like, does it, is it insensitive to release music? Is it insensitive to try and promote something now? People are dying all over the world. There's crazy things going on. And then we just kind of had a, a, a flip of, you know, a, a slight change of mindset. I thought, you know, people are craving something to make them feel good more than ever. So we just thought, you know what? let's just put something out and we didn't really have any expectations for it. And it was very much kind of a, not a throwaway EP, but it was, you know, mainly acoustic stuff. And we were limited to what we could record with us being in different parts of the world and stuff. But we put something together that we're pretty proud of. And, you know, someone literally got uh, a thigh tattoo of the artwork and we're like, okay, well, we, we touched a couple of people in a good way. So that, that was yeah, worth that's, it. that's when you, that's when you send like as a PR person, cause listen, that's when I come in. And I'd be like, as your PR guy, super sick tech too, Kyle. And then as soon as they respond, you're like, lock them, lock them now. <laughs> like that person is, that person got a tattoo of your album artwork. It's like, listen, they're going to come to your show and they're going to try to show it to you. And you're going to be like, please sh- tell me it's on an elbow. It's like, no, it's on my arse. And you'd be like, <laughs> you're like, that's okay. I want to, I, I did want to mention that. Like, I'll, I'll let you go there like off, but like I was a part of the help here. Look. This is my iTunes. I, I recently bought this, but it's the uh, Lemon Drop. Nice. Oh, yeah. I got Thank so like I, I I bought that. I you know I, I am going to buy the other one. Relax. Like, <laughs> but I heard that the other day, and it kind of gave me vibes of now, way back when I used to work at when I was like sixteen or seventeen. Elvis isn't dead, and they're from like a U, they're a UK band. I I think it's Scouting for Girls. There you go. Oh yeah. And, so I like them. And then when I went to my university stage, uh, picture this. Picture this was just mm. rising. And I love this. Yeah, I love that so as well. I'm, I'm putting you up there with them because as soon as I heard it, I was like, I like, I like the pop sound. I like that it's a little bit different. It kind of reminds me like, listen, no offense to Ed Sheeran, love Ed Sheeran, but like certain songs, I'm like, okay, Ed, that's a little bit too pop for me. 
bring it yeah. back to when you were like just starting off, but still love Ed. But I put you in that class where it's very distinctive, but you get like a good vibe and song of that. And the other side of that is when I think Joe, when you had your uh, mom listening, I was like, I was like, oh, like she's she's trying so hard to be like, oh yeah, it's like I love it, and like I've heard this before, and you're like, no, you can't act like you've heard it before, and I'm just like, yes, don't make it worse. Just tell him honestly. You preach us to be honest with you, but as soon as you put on a song, it's like, oh my god, yes, I love it. It's just like, no, just tell me if you like it or don't. Don't yeah. act. That was really funny when we did that. We were like, right, yeah. it's gonna be staged to some degree, but also yeah. be honest. And yeah, yeah, they're like. Sing along, we're like, oh, all right, let's just. <laughs> yeah, I always wonder about that because there's points in time where you'll see someone on Instagram where it's like, I showed my boyfriend my song, and then oh, I'm just like, yeah. you, you know, instantly you'd probably play that three or four times, like, all right, you better fucking like yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But there's a point in time where I'd love it to just go off the rails where it's live, and it's just to like, I played my boyfriend this song, this fucking artist sucks, and it'd be like, that's <laughs> actually me. <laughs> And be like ah, and live, and then, and then that's your promo. Yeah. That's what I would do because then more. People I mean, that is like, yeah, that's a way better idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do that because that's been that's been hard for us. Like you know, yeah. being you know in our late twenties, early early thirties, like this whole new wave of music promotion and stuff is like pretty alien to us. And you know, you kind of you have to join in it's, to some degree, and it's kind of been like like those you know reaction videos. But whilst it's, it is fun to do that stuff like we're a band you know we don't yeah. want to be really doing those kind of videos but we also realize that unfortunately that's just kind of part of the game these days yeah i think it's easy to hop on a trend and sometimes it's like I, i'll be the first one to say like i'll see a trend i, I think they ended one with this year at 2022 and they had the guy it's like that concludes the season for 2022 and i really wanted to jump on that to, to show what i did in 2022 but it was like you know, the world juniors was on. I'm Canadian, so I love talking. And then I was like, I was like, man, I don't even have enough time to edit this together. And then when I scrolled the next day and seen every goddamn person doing it, I'm like, good, I'm out of that trend. It's like, I, I skipped the trend. I feel good. But sometimes you just got to start a trend. Like, you have a very distinct combination here. Maybe you should do like a trend where it's like, uk versus us or like, this is the stuff that, like, this is how we say things, this is how they say things. Or, yeah. And like people will eat that up too, and they'll be like, "Okay, I like their content, but what else do they do?" And they're like, "Oh, they do music. Okay, let me check out the music. Oh, right. now yeah. I'm gonna download that. You know, there you go. My community, my this degree came in good hands." <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you guys a little bit about your new song. Like, tell me a little bit about it, how it came to be, and the whole process of that. Because I know when artists release new music, they're real amped up to see how it does. They're really excited to promote it, but I feel like me when it comes out with a new episode, I'm like, oh God. I was like, I kind of hope people just like it. And they're like, I hate this host, but I love the guests. I'm like, all right, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, driving back home, we did, uh, when was that? We started that. It was June 2019. We started it. There we oh, go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, all that song and like kind of all the upcoming releases are like sort of we've been sitting on so many songs so and we're just excited to to be able to get some out there so that one uh we started in la with uh, a guy named a producer called mighty mike um and he also was the guy who uh worked with us on like uh on the first three singles lemon drop and and come my way in second thought and um we were just kind of 
I mean, a few days, uh, like that week, I think we went over to his place and just, you know, uh, worked on some ideas. And that one came together kind of with the basis of that, like mandolin, violin, sort of pizzicato riff. We sort of workshopped it. And I think we had the, the bones of it. And then we had a chorus that I don't know how you guys felt about it at the time, but I like, it wasn't doing it for me. And I was like, this is a great song, but the chorus is like really lacking and sort of ruins the whole thing. And so we left the studio, went back. And I think I woke up at like, you know, 3 a.m. or something. Just, I was like, I got, there's gotta be a better chorus. So I like scrapped the whole chorus and wrote just an entirely new one. And then I showed Mark and Joe when they woke up, you know, five hours later. <laughs> I wake up way too early, but, uh, and they loved it. So we were like, okay, amazing. Like, let's, let's get back in the studio, cut that. And so, yeah, so then we had a demo uh, with Mike and, you know, part of the problem, I guess, of, you know, again, being a, you know, international band is like, w when we're not in the same place at the same time, it's hard to like, you know, I'll be in LA at, at like with the same producer at the same time yeah. and, and schedule things. So with that one, I was like, well, I bet I could sort of reproduce it. So we used a lot of like Mike's sort of the bones of, of what he had, uh, his ideas, and then kind of, yeah, just redid it, uh, re-recorded kind of everything. That's pretty That's much it. it. Yeah. And then we, and then we will more recently, because we, even after we had a version, we kind of, again, sat on it for a while. And then I think we were, we were driving either up to North Dakota or back from North Dakota or something. And, and we kind of had the idea to do this project as a whole and drive you back home, you know, kind of being the the first episode of this seven episode miniseries, musical miniseries that we're doing. Um, it just, it made sense to be the opening single, I think. And it, it's a bit of a different turn to what we've put out in the past. You know, I think the instrumentation is still very much us, with the strings and the harmonies and the big chorus and stuff, but we, you know, it, it's a bit darker, which we liked, and it just felt like a really good start to this project. And then we, we had this song, and then all the other songs besides, I think, one or two already existed in some format from honestly like years ago. And then we just thought, huh, if you put these together in a certain order, they actually all make sense as one yeah. cohesive story. I mean, Matt rewrote some lyrics to a few bits and pieces and stuff, but. But yeah, and then we just got really excited about it. And then we thought, let's just let's just do it. And that's one thing we've been very good at kind of over the past, I'd say year or so in particular, not really waiting for anyone, just putting our mind to it and just doing it. Yeah. And that's worked out pretty, pretty well so far. I, I don't think I've asked Axe this one before, but I'm just intrigued because like when you're saying that you had certain songs that you're sitting on and then when you're saying, okay, this is the song we released. Now, sometimes when you got a label behind you, they kind of, dictate which kind of songs like i i grew up in the 90s so i grew up with like backstreet boys and sync and now you see them kind of do podcasts where they talk about that stuff and i think it's interesting because it might have been in the backstreet boys documentary where they mentioned like the song i want you back i think it was that one um but they ended up going with i want it that way or it was it was one song but nick really wanted this one and then the label chose this and the label ended up getting it right even though the other song was fine but like when you're saying, okay, this is the song we're going to release, this is the one we felt comfortable in, like, how do you kind of come to those terms? Is it like a come to Jesus meeting where three of you, like, you know, one guy's like, actually, I don't like it. And then they're like, all right, we got to fucking like fight each other. And then whoever wins gets the last say. So that's what, yeah. that's what it would be like if it were, I had a band of brothers. I can imagine the Jonas brothers do that, where it's like, 
Nick comes out on stage like, all right, this is the song we released. It's like, what's wrong with your eye? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, that's a that's a great question because, you know, you. I mean, I've heard, you know, dozens of stories like that. It's like the artist wants something, the manager yeah. wants something, the label, the public, everyone, you know, has different sort of uh, in, investments. Um, but I think, you know, with us, it's always been like, there's never, we never vote because the idea is like, we all need to be equally excited about whatever it is. Um, and like a great thing for us now is like, we are, we do have the freedom and sort of the, the creative control to make those decisions on our own. Right. So like, I, you know, I'm sure if we were releasing sort of this project, these seven songs, like on a major label, I don't think it would fly because it's sort of like a, yeah. you know, it's sort of like a, a mixtape because, you know, they're all from different times, like written at different times. And the genres are sort of, it's a lot of like different vibes. You know, there's like sort of a rockish one. There's like an Afro pop type one, lots of different like influences and stuff. And they're not like necessarily cohesive, uh, you know, sonically. I mean, they all sound like us, but we wanted to make it, you know, sort of uh, a sampling, you know, of all kind of what, what we like and what we can do. So I would say we just always make sure that all three of us are like buzzing about whatever we're putting out you know like there's my example i always say is there's uh one song that we released that i had written like the verse for and and thought it was done and mark was like that's still like the verse could be better so i like wrote another verse and he's like i still think the verse could be better and i think i did that like i don't know three four or five times and then you know we finally hit on the right one and we were all we were like obviously you know that's it so we're never you know we never are like i guess precious about our own ideas we're just like you know whatever the best idea is that's what we're going to do you know i've we've all like had ideas and reworked them and thrown them away and whatever else because you know the worst thing is like if we had to if let's say i loved some song and refused to change it and joe and mark were like i guess then like they've got to play that they've got to sing that and they're not gonna you know they're not gonna be excited about it Hello, I'm Wendy Mesley. There you are. A lot of people have wondered what happened to you. I could say the same about you, Maureen Holloway. Well, here we are, a few years after we left our previous jobs. We've been busy. We have a podcast. I know, you're thinking, who doesn't? But ours is really good. It's called Women of Ill Repute. We don't just talk to women, though. Just the most interesting people you'd ever want to meet. Artists, musicians, comedians, doctors. Activists, convicts, writers, sex workers. Drop some names. Jan Arden. Pamela Anderson, Bruce Coburn, Samantha Irby, Louise Penny, Marilyn Dennis, Colin Mockery. We laugh, we cry, sometimes we argue. Come and find us. Our website is womenofillrepute.com. Or try Apple, Spotify, and all the podcast places. So now you know what happened to us, Women of Ill Repute. I want to ask you like kind of an interesting topic, a little bit off the music side of things, but like we mostly did that. But do you remember, say, the best compliment or worst compliment as a band or as an individual that you received. I bring it up because we're trying to humble people. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's always good to stay humble. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I was gonna I, listen. I'll toss one out, and you can tell me if it's an insult or compliment. But like, if someone came up to me today and it's just three of you guys and they didn't know the history, right? I'd be like, man, look, there's Luke Combs, there's Tyler Hubbard, and there's that guy from Picture This. Is it Jimmy or Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> 
And then someone would just be like, I don't even know who the fuck you're talking about. I'd be like, okay. I'm like, I don't know if I'm insulted that you don't know those three names or you're insulted that you don't know this band. Like, come on, what's, I gotta leave. Like, what's your problem? That's a good one. I, 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 so there was one, so we did a, a TV show in the UK back in 2021. And it, look, it was, it, it was a good opportunity. It was good exposure. The TV show bombed and it was, you know, it didn't, it did not go as well. I mean, we did great, I mean, yeah. but but the show itself didn't quite take off in the way that we Man, were like. Are you reading a review for my podcast? Because that's what it sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then after we played, you know, there was a bunch of Twitter comments about about us. And I will say, you know, 90% were, were really positive, but there was a few really funny ones. You know, there's some saying like, just a budget Mumford & Sons. That was one that really stuck with me. <laughs> Um, oh, I love Mumford yeah. and Sons though. Yeah, I know. So, which is which is kind of doubly insulting because we love Mumford and Sons and we definitely have you know some similarities, especially like with the instrumentation. Like, I guess. Yeah. But like, we're also not really Mumford and Sons whatsoever. Like, we're way yeah, yeah. more pop than that. So I was like, pick a better comparison at least. <laughs> <laughs> and there was there was one uh, one like tweet or something, and it was it said something about how you know, the lead singer was just a pretty face and the other guys were like clearly doing all the work or something. And I was like, how do you? How and do you- I was like, that's absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was surprised that they were able to, you know, figure that out just from uh, yeah. a TV appearance. That's when you go back. That's when you go back in the room and then you you sit down, like you wake up early, obviously, like you say, at three in the morning, you're like, is that actually true? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Now, yeah. now I'm thinking about it. I'm all in my head. <laughs> Yeah, my I mean, that uh, whether it's an insult or a compliment is that we look like Tyler Hubbard, <laughs> and Luke Combs, and Ryan Hennessy from Picture This. That's you know, yeah. that's what that's what you have to do. Like, I know when you're talking about Instagram and trends, like I see ones all the time, and all it takes is for one to just you know, it, like it's like one bad date. Once you have one bad date, the rest of them that's what you remember. So like sometimes you go on Instagram and it's like do you like fallout boy and John Mayer? I'm like, yeah, separately, not combined. And they're like, <laughs> like right, check literally. me out. I sound like both. And I'm just like, you sound nothing like them. And now you ruined it for me for every time I see an ad like that. But yeah, if yeah. it came across my Instagram where it's like, I'm Luke Combs, I'm Tyler Hubbard. And I'm the guy from picture this. I'd be like, no, they're not. But it's like, but we could be. And I'd be like, <laughs> yes, click. Let me yeah, listen. Like, Follow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'd instantly be like, okay, gotcha. But you'd, you'd hook people, but then you're opening yourself up for someone to be like, not even close, boss. And then there's be someone be like, I'm so glad I checked this out. Like, it, you got to dwindle yeah. it, the good with the bad. The rough, with, rough with the smooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to end it off with a fun game here of random questions. So it's from a random question generator. I have no control over this, but again, feel free to tell me to fuck off. Uh, <laughs> so the first random question here is, who in the band is most likely to rage quit? Like, just one day say, fuck you guys, I'm done. Probably. Really? I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 Unanimous. Yeah. <laughs> I want, I'm not even going to attempt it, because like this this is the part where then, like, two weeks later, it's like, band breaks up because they were on token. <laughs> <laughs> this um, who in the band is the most pickiest eater? Like, if you go out somewhere, they're like, Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I can see that. You know, listen, I, I that. Mark, I'm genuinely surprised Mark, by that. Well, Mark's okay. Mark's not a picky eater, 
but Joe and I are really not picky eaters. Yeah, yeah and I'm oh, really, okay. really not. Yeah, that's eater, true. So I will eat anything. I will. We will eat anything. Yeah, I'll eat anything but tripe. I'll eat, but I'll eat tripe. Yeah. So yeah. he's the least picky. <laughs> Sorry, you're so, the, no, no, yeah. no, that's okay. He's this not is... picky, but he's the pickiest. Yeah, really. fair. I mean that is yeah, fair enough. That's... He he's going to be up now at three o'clock in the morning, go like, oh my god, <laughs> this is how I get kicked out of the band. This is how I get kicked out. No. Find up octopus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who do you think is the most likely to fall head over heels in love with a fan? I mean, it's definitely Mark. Probably, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Mark. Yeah. Mark loves falling in love. That's his favorite yeah. thing. He loves love. Okay. Love's great. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. honestly, I love that we have that in this group. <laughs> <laughs> I will be. You know what? I will keep my eyes and ears open for the next time a song comes out by Reigns and it's a little bit more sad and depressive. Like, oh man, who broke his heart? Who did it? <laughs> Disclaimer: yeah. I have a lovely girlfriend who I'm very much in love with. <laughs> okay. Good. okay. All right, that's all right. That's good. If anything bad happens, we know why. No, I'm just kidding. Who do you think spends the most hours on video games? Probably, probably me. Yeah, probably me. I'm not like none. None of us are big gamers, but I mean, again, if we play FIFA, I play FIFA. You know, a bit of Call of Duty every now and again. I think as well because there's probably a little bit of ADHD in all of us. I think um, that definitely helps because you know when you're when when you're in a band and you're trying to you know. You're, you're running your own business and you, you're always wearing so many hats and you're always thinking about new things and how we do this and how we do this. And it's just kind of nice to find something that switches your brain off even momentarily. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Who, who is an artist that you guys would like to collaborate with? I think we all have different answers, don't we? Yeah. Mine's John Mayer, for sure. I'm trying to think. All of mine are like dead. <laughs> well, I guess you know what Kate Kate Bush. She's still alive. Okay, she's, I love okay. her. Um, I'm gonna go with I like Ernest, who is not in the pop world really at all. He's like a country, primarily a songwriter, but he's got a really good solo project, and he just he's has a bunch bunch of hits on his belt. I really like him a lot, and also really like Lainey Wilson, who is very country. Okay. Um, she's got a lot of twang, but I think she's got one of the coolest. She's just one of the coolest artists right now. That's that. Those are my two picks: Lainey Wilson and Ernest. See, this is where my Ellen moment comes in, and I just like click on the link, and then all of them just <laughs> pop up on the bottom of the screen. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But except like one of you were supposed to pick like Luke Combs, I'd be like, oh sorry, Luke. Oh shit. Yeah, sorry. We got, we got yeah, they, they, they didn't pick you, Luke. Oh shit. And then he'd be like, I'm still here. I'm still in the chat. I'd be like, oh god damn it, remove Luke. Like <laughs> uh, the last question I have: What are some things that you think you differ on together? Like if you're all out in public. And you see something or you hear something and you're like, man, like I would definitely have a different opinion on that than this guy in the band. It's a great question. Mm. It's almost like, what would break the band up? <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, you don't like salt vinegar Pringles? Fuck. How did you even <laughs> get here? There's hmm. definitely a few, like things we differ on. I'm just trying to think what would kind of be like a real... Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're all very like minor things. I think like, you know, food and... Well, I guess sometimes... Well, even our, our musical like opinions are pretty similar. Like, yeah. it's we, it's rare we, that Mark will be like, "I love this song," and I'll be like, "That's I hate that song." You know, that's trash. Turn it off. <laughs> Although Matt does hate a lot of songs, <laughs> that's true. Like, he's he's a critic, you know. I but do, it yeah. is a lot of respect in that hate. Yeah, um, I do my homework. I, lo I love a lot of songs. Him and I right? sometimes disagree that's on true. like 
you know, but it's like, it's always fun, you know? Yeah. Like we'll never hate each other because of it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be like, that would just be like the Oasis moment where I think, uh, see, Matt Healy. Yeah. Matt Healy from like 1975 made yeah. a comment recently where he's like, how are you brothers? And just not at any point in your lives, just go like, Hey, I know we hate each other, but there's a lot of people out there that would just like to hear us. Like, yeah, no one, yeah. like I, and he had, and he had a great quote. He's like, no one's going to see a Liam Gallagher concert. No yep. one's going to see a flying, whatever, like whatever his fan is. Like flying flying yeah. 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 They, that wouldn't rather go to an Oasis concert. And I'm like, that's damn, true. that's a nail in the goddamn coffin right there. Yep. Like, you got to put your differences but, aside, guys. But then, you know what the funny thing is? is? If both of them went on a separate podcast and they're like, we fucking hate Matt Healy. And I'd be like, there you go. There's that the common denominator. Like, there you go. That, bring, that brings you together. And then Matt Healy would be like, I knew it would work. And I'd be like, <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Reigns for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening, and good night. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.